Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. Especially you, Seth. And Alyssa. That's right. We know you're listening. Oh, yes. All the way in foggy London. Well, they're they're kind of northeast of London, but more east of it's London. It's kind of stereotypical, dude. Why? Foggy London. Foggy London. Sometimes it's sunny. Oh, God. <laughs> a couple <laughs> times a year. Never I'm there. A couple times a year, it's <laughs> sunny. Say, never, never when I'm there. Man, Seth and Alyssa, we love you guys. We miss you guys. Uh, we heard that you're listening. And, and uh, uh, Alyssa's having a baby soon. Oh, man. Alyssa, <laughs> I hope that baby looks like you. Yeah, and Seth, not like Seth. Sorry, it's Seth. It's going to be one broke-looking baby if it looks Stop like Seth. No offense, you. Seth, but uh, your wife is pretty, and you are not. So uh, <laughs> just pray right now that God is forming that child <laughs> to, to look, look like, like a Alyssa. mother. Yeah, you don't want her looking like you. Uh, yeah, this is a podcast where we explore Christian faith and practice. Really. And make fun of uh, past members and their spouses. Hey, that's because we love them. Yeah. Yep. We only make fun of people we really like. Yeah, that's true. For the most well, part. Well, for the most part. That, we make fun of Jared Wilson. Jared Wilson, though. Yeah, he's, that not, that that he's not on my Yeah, he's not my he's not on my list of love. We explore love reformed list. uh what do we explore? Christian faith and practice from a reformed Baptist perspective. My and name who is Who are you? I'm I'm Joe Thorne. Joe Thorne. How do you spell that? Uh with a silent P. Oh, is that how he did? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm Jimmy Fowler, <laughs> Elder Canada at Redeemer Fellowship. I'm the, Actually, lead, I'm the lead pastor here. Why be at Will this I still point, be? yeah, you're still going to be a candidate still, when this drops. Okay, yeah, fine. but Jimmy's got all of his work done. All done. Everything's done. Everything's now done. Now you're just waiting for the scrutinizing eyes of the elders of to, Sauron to pour over your poorly worded and insufficiently cited paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> and so, by the scrutiny, you mean uh, I'm waiting for Pastor Brian to get uh, done through my paperwork. Because so Jeff will high five you. <laughs> Jeff, no Jeff matter already what. did. Yeah, um, Pastor Jeff. That's why I love you, Jeff. Pat can't read, so he's yeah. not gonna. Yeah, that's why gonna, I love you too. Rob's not in the game because no, he's the he's candidate. Yeah, and, so it comes down. And to you me. wrote my paper, yeah, so, so you, yeah, you know it's much. okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's how we do it. Um, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing really good. It's a good day. Hey, you got know, a lot done. I got a lot done. Yeah, you've been working, man. I'm always working, man. Jimmy, I was waiting for Jimmy's do, doing business deals on the phone, talking mm. to people. Having to apologize and stuff. <laughs> I know we can't get into that. I wasn't even apologizing for me. I'm Not a, for real. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it was more of a like the, the right thing to do. It was more the right thing to do to keep the conversation going. Yeah, that's yeah. what happens. I like I like listening to you uh, do your business. It's, do you really? Cool. I do. Yeah, Why? It's fun. Because I'm not in that world. I'm no, not in that business no, world. no. You could not handle that world. No, I could handle that world. No, I run that world. Oh, are you kidding oh, me? Oh, get out of here, man! I'll tell them what's up, Joe. You want to offer free shipping on everything? You want to cut our cost? No, want- not if I'm running the business. <laughs> not if I'm running the business. <laughs> You're so free horrible. shipping, free shipping. Okay, free shipping if mm. you buy five shirts. That's what I would say. See how? Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I, 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 I know how to business. Well, no, should, we should do like free shipping over fifty dollars or something like that. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Okay, never mind. We're not talking. About, we're not doing really? that now. How much is shipping? Fifty dollars? No, free shipping for orders over fifty. So you buy like well, that'd be two or three, like two shirts and a journal. You know? Okay. Hey, speaking of our store. Mm. JoeFoStore.com. We got some good t-shirts. Got great t-shirts. Man, we got some... Oh, man. And the new 2018 t-shirt is going to be unveiled at the conference. Yes. Speaking of that conference, man, we hope you guys will go to DoctrineAndDevotion.com and find our conference for 2018. Doug Logan is the main man, speaker. I am pumped. He's going to make up for Jimmy and I preaching the rest of the times. Oh, yes. And <laughs> it's going to be on pneumatology. It's going to be... Honestly, it's going to be the best conference of the year. The it best is. conference it's of gonna the year? It's going to be the best. Ligonier... Nothing. Nothing. T4G? T4G? No. Nothing. No. no. And we can't, t- we can't talk anymore about Piper worship. We got a message about that, so I can't talk. Did we get to talk about Piper worship? Kind of. Someone, really? someone was saying that, you know, a little uh, too harsh on the pipes. Nah. What are you talking about? People worship? I'm not blaming pipes for that. I'm not blaming. I don't know. No. They're saying we should be a bit more respectful. 
And the person was oh, the idolaters out there? No, no, of, of Piper himself. Like, oh, no, we, yeah, Piper's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't like what he says about the ladies. Not, but, not about know. the ladies, yeah. yeah. He's got good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or his recent tweets about dolphins. Yeah, that was weird. That was really weird. Did you guys someone, see that? Someone, guys ta- see? someone take his Twitter account from him. Hey, Barnabas. Yeah, Barnabas. <laughs> Barnabas, can you please take I'm texting Barnabas. Barnabas, get your dad off Twitter. Man, we're um, so Jimmy got his work done, and we're gonna uh-huh. we have time to record a, a podcast here, and so we're gonna talk about. Uh, we've got a few emails. Right? We've got a number of emails about yes. membership and the limitations of membership, and who can do what when they're members, and what do you do if they don't join, and all of that. And so, yeah. we'll, we want to address three emails uh, that we got in, and so Jimmy's going to kick us so off. So it's kind of like a mailbag, except it's all going to be around one subject. So here's one: uh, baptism and membership. So Adam writes this. That's a long email. Oh, Skim it. All right. Uh, hi, Jimmy and Joe. See, Jimmy mm-hmm. first. Question for you. I just listened to your episode with Dr. Mason. Great stuff. I have a question regarding baptism and membership and wanted your take. Uh, I understand the theological and ecclesiastic reasons for requiring persons who received infant baptism to receive believer's baptism when joining a Baptist church. Dr. Mason did a great job addressing this. Here's a related scenario. An adult comes to faith in a church tradition that sprinkles or pours instead of immersion and then receives that particular mode of baptism as an act of obedience to Christ's command. At some point in the future, they wish to join a Baptist church that immerses and requires believers, sorry, requires believers immersion for membership. What are the doctrinal and devotional implications of requiring immersion of this believer in this particular case? Have you faced this circumstance? And if so, how did you counsel the believer? Uh, I know a small minority of Baptist churches that do not require that person to be immersed in order to become a member, but it seems to me this creates issues when that person is a deacon or elder candidate and has not been immersed. Love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Fofo, you're the best. Adam. I don't think the last part's in there, but okay. That's not in there. So the the issue is still the same, fundamentally, because what we're talking about is is what is baptism. I'm sorry. The issue is the same in terms of whether an infant is sprinkled or Or a believer is sprinkled uh, as an adult. The issue is the same because what we're talking about is is what makes baptism baptism. Okay. So uh, historically, the Baptists would say that a baptism— is the immersion of a believer in water as he or she confesses faith in Christ. Correct. This is done in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yes. Uh, Mode matters for the Baptist. Mode matters. Uh, For Presbyterians, those who are poor or sprinkle, mode is not as important. Uh, You can do any of those modes. Um, It's really one of expediency. So... Uh, what it comes down to for the Baptist is, number one, you must be one who confesses Christ. Yes. And number two, you must be immersed in water uh, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That person who was sprinkled as an adult has not been baptized, not properly, mm. not biblically. Uh, it was something. Uh, it was a sprinkling. It was a ritual. It was it was something important it was to them. Cute. Maybe. But uh, it's definitely not for the Baptist. That's not baptism. And so most Baptist churches historically uh, would say, listen, for you to be a member here, yeah. you need to have been baptized by immersion. Yeah. You need, and, and that's really what baptism means, right? It's to be immersed in water. And so you haven't been baptized. You need, you need to go through that in order to be a member here. Now, here's the thing. 
all Protestants, Orthodox Protestants, make mm-hmm. that same point. You cannot be a member here unless you are baptized. Presbyterians make that argument. Lutherans okay. make that yep. argument. Baptists make that argument. The only difference is, is how we define baptism. Yeah, the mode of it. Yeah, Right. So we're saying baptism is, as a believer, immersed. Um, they're saying, well, no, no, it doesn't have to be as a believer. You could be the p- child of a believing parent. Mm-hmm who was sprinkled, and by that, you are included into the covenant community. So um, we're holding to the same principle, but we are not uh, carrying out the same practice because of how we define it. So most Baptist churches would say that guy needs to be not rebaptized because he hasn't been baptized. He needs to be baptized yeah. in order to become a member. Then that is our position here at Redeemer. Correct. And so the second part of it is I know a small minority of Baptist churches that do not require that person to be immersed in order to become a member. But it seems to me this creates issues when that person is a deacon or elder candidate. And I I agree with that. Totally, totally. Now, here's the thing. Um, I'm much more along personally. This is Mm. not the position. Oh, here we go. You're bringing Bunyan, aren't you? Oh, I love my Bunyan. You're bringing Bunyan. Bunyan. Are you impressed that I knew where you're going? Of course not. You're my you're my homie. You know what I'm thinking. Well, I taught you about Bunyan. That's why. Continue. You taught me about Paul Bunyan, not John Bunyan. <laughs> the was... blue ox. Yeah, you taught me about Paul Bunyan. I taught you about John Bunyan. So John Bunyan was this guy that had a wicked mustache and long red hair. Um, so you know he was a headbanger back in the day in the 1600s. Oh, was he? Love John Bunyan. John Bunyan. Um, in fact, a lot of Baptists don't like John Bunyan because... He believed that differences in our view on baptism should not be a bar or a hindrance to our communion together. And so for Bunyan, what he would say is, listen, if I've got my church going and we're credo, we're only going to baptize believers by immersion. Yes. But if you come to my church and you want to join with us and you've been sprinkled as a baby, you have not been immersed as a believer and you believe that way, but you want a fellowship with us, Mm -hmm. you can come to our communion table and you can join our church. Our difference in that theology should not bar you from our fellowship. But would it bar them, though, from leadership? Yeah. Now, I don't know where Bunyan would stand on that, but so let's just say this. I like Bunyan's approach there, personally. Yeah, okay. Because we allow non-Calvinists to be members. They don't have to be a, You don't have to be a Calvinist. You can disagree on that doctrine. Yeah, we allow you know egalitarians. Right. You can be an, as long as long. Listen, you can't be a jerk. You can't be yeah, a divisive person. Yeah, there's only room for person, one jerk here. And yeah. that's me. Now, here's the thing. Um... You could be a reformed guy and be a divisive guy. Divisive, yeah. And then and, we don't want you. And if you were divisive, then divisive, you'd be out. Yeah. Divisive. divisive. You'd be out. Or you'd be under discipline or something like that. Yeah. So Dis- point, the yeah. point is, is that we, um, we allow for differences in theology. And personally, I'm not worried about a Baptist church that says, hey, we are Baptist theologically, convictionally, but like Bunyan, we're going to allow people who differ in their view of baptism to become members here. Mm. But I agree with what the brother is saying. That person cannot serve in leadership because our teaching, our doctrine, must be uniform confessionally. And how, but are you going to keep track of that? Like, are you going to keep? Of course. Well, I'm just trying to say. Let's just say, okay, scenario wise, okay, okay, scenario wise, scenario wise, scenario wise, scenario wise, scenario wise. So you uh, you allow a member or someone to become a member that was sprinkled. Mm-hmm. You die off. You move on. Someone else comes in. How are they to know that they were sprinkled and not? You know, by immersion, and then they're like, "Hey, this person's got some giftings." I'm gonna now. I know Jimmy is asking this for the sake of the listeners, not because he doesn't know, because Jimmy knows how we run here at Redeemer. Yep. So let's explain. I want to explain to you. Like, it's not about the pastor. It's not about the lead guy. 
the leadership, the way it's formed and developed at our church and the way it should be at any church, is that if someone is going to begin to be looked at for leadership possibilities, Mm -hmm. there are many things that have to be investigated and checked out. One of the most important ones is their doctrine. Yeah. What do they believe about the ordinances? What are the more specific? Yeah, they write a sistheo, which I'm finding out. I maybe not had to write. Yeah, you did have to write it. I maybe not had to write no, it. you had to write it. Maybe not. No, you definitely had to write it. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah. One elder didn't know that, that that was a new edition. No, I'm I'm going to... I'm gonna. Wasn't uh, that a boy band new edition? I don't know. Google it. No, I'm not Googling Google that. it. You know all the boy band I stuff. I, I know all I the good new, ones. I think new edition was a boy band. No, So here's, no. here's the thing. Uh, nobody cares about that. But when Brian came on as an elder... All he had to do was write like a little piddly paper. And now uh, we require our guys to write a sistio. <laughs> hey, I had to write a sistio. What, to be an elder here? No, to be ordained. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, 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 it was a new edition of band? Uh, how R&B's infamous boy band became. Yep, you're right. It's a new, new edition, edition story. Look at I know my music. It's Ralph. Ralph? <laughs> Ralph Macchio? That doesn't no. make any sense. <laughs> Ralph Tresvant, Johnny okay. Gill, Mike Bilvins, Ronnie Devo, Ricky Johnny Bell. Johnny Gill? It says, wait, no, Ricky, I said Ricky Bell. Oh, there is Johnny Gill, yep, Johnny John Gill. John Gill was one of the great Baptist theologians. <laughs> Ricky Bell and Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown? Was he a new addition? <laughs> There's a person named Bobby Brown in I here. I bet that's Bobby Brown. <laughs> anyway, wow. continue. That guy likes crack. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Okay, we're talking about how elders. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. okay. So I, I agree with this guy. You, you can't let a person who disagrees on the ordinances to become a leader in the church. Yes. Of course not. We don't even allow people to lead community groups or to teach Correct. our children if they can't affirm what is in our statement of faith. Yes. And that's the abstract of principles. So there you go. So yeah, I think you're right. I think there are problems. Here's the thing. There's problems either way. Um. Uh, about like who do you admit as members and, and who do you allow to communion table? We're open communion. But our membership, you have to be baptized by immersion, and I'm, I'm I'm happy with that. I'm okay with that. But on a preferential level, I would I would be I would also be comfortable saying we can open up the membership, but we don't. No, no. And I'm not you know not mad about that. No. The 2018 Doctrine and Devotion Conference is just around the corner, but there's still time to register. It's going to be bigger than last year, and that's thanks to our seven sponsors. We Wait, have seven? Seven. Oh, yes. We big time now. That's a holy number. B&H Academic, who put out the Spurgeon Study Bible. There's Moody Publishers, who put out your three books. We got Logos Bible Software. We got Mission Aware. We got Legacy Dads. It's oh, all going to be cool. great. Yeah, and we also have uh, some amazing coffee uh, that's roasted locally here by Fresh yeah. Ground Roast. And the coffee is brought to you by Crossway Publishers and Soldiers of Christ Prison Ministries, led by Scott Kalis out of Redeemer Fellowship. This is a ministry where Scott disciples men who are incarcerated, helping them to become better followers of Christ and better dads as they exit the prison system. So you do not want to miss out on this. Go to DrDevotion.com and register now. All right, Christine Anderson. She asked this, is it a worship team and membership? Mm-hmm. Hey, well, she says, hey, Joe and Foe. Mm-hmm. Thanks for your great podcast. It is great. It is great. You're I welcome. enjoy a heart helping of theology and discussion with a appetizer of some great banter. Okay. So thanks for second it up. Uh, hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for second okay. it up. Wait, what? It, that's what it says. I'm just reading it. Okay. I like the effort that you're putting into this. But I think Jimmy and I got lost right there. Okay. 
I was wondering about some things that have to do with membership. Mm-hmm. Should a person need to be a member of the church before serving on the worship team? If not, how does how does this affect their role in leading people to worship? And if so, does this make it an exclusive thing that requires a certain place of quote holiness before allowing them to be part of the church? Thanks again for your great work, Chris. Hey, Chris. You know, that question was like... It's actually a really good question. It's a really good question. In fact, it reminds me of like a delicate morsel. Like, it reminds Mm. me of like an an apartif. You know, like a little... Like a little sweet liqueur that you would Mm. get before dinner or maybe after dinner. No, say that again. How how did you pronounce that? Apartif. You don't know what an apartif is, do you? No, I do know. Yeah, it's a drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not usually before dinner. It's after dinner. Yeah. I, I caught myself. No, it's actually usually around two o'clock. No, 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 but people have it after dinner. No, it's yeah, it's, a usually, it's actually a before dinner drink. Yeah, it, it's like a it's like a sleep, okay. sweet liqueur. In, yeah. In Italy. All right, never mind. I, I, we're not talking about in Italy. <laughs> I'm trying to bust her chops here. Will you let me bust her chops? <laughs> no, not when you're dumb internationally. Okay, well, I don't I don't international, bro. Okay. Yeah, no, you do not. All right. So Michelle yeah. loves the aperitif. Really, really good question. Um so yeah, I'll I'll, I'll tell you what. Um our view, yeah. our, our practice here at Redeemer is for you to serve on a worship band, because we have bands here, um, yeah. you must be a believer who is, of course. Walk, who is walking with Jesus. Of course. And who is a member. Yeah. That's, that's how we do it. Now, we actually prayed long and discussed long and thought hard about this issue. Yeah. What was we, the holdup, I guess? Because you're saying you did a long time processing. Yeah. Well, here's, because what you're doing, you're implementing a policy. Right. Okay. And you're implementing a policy that isn't like super cut and dry in scripture. You got to think it out, pros and cons. And the primary reason we it took us a while to think through this and to land where we landed is because in our first church plant, um, we were a small Baptist church, you know, 25 people on yeah. Sunday and uh, maybe 30 going to 40. And at one point we had this dude come in who was not a believer and he was there every Sunday. And seeking the Lord, you know, praying and, and, and God was doing great things in his life, but he was not yet a believer. And he asked, do you think I could play with the team? He says, I only, and this guy's like a, a professional musician. Mm-hmm. He's like, I only ever play for audiences. I only ever play for myself. I've never done anything for God. And I feel like this might be a way for me to try to do something different here. And because of where he was and because of his position, like spiritually. And because you loved Rob. Yeah. It wasn't Rob. Um, <laughs> Rob is Rob one of our deacons. Um, we thought, let's put him in there because we actually believed God could use this to continue to draw him as he sees okay. that even this. So is, you were doing like a form of like flirt to convert. A little bit. You're, you're flirting yeah, to little, convert. A little, little flirt to convert there. Okay. Okay. Um, and I don't think that's the best policy or practice. That's just where we, that's what we did in our early stages of a. Now, of hold on. Now, I want to ask a, a pointed question. Mm-hmm. Was part of it out of necessity? No. Okay. All right. All right. I no. just wanted to ask because some yeah, people yeah. do it out of necessity. Oh, some no, people most just, people do it out of necessity. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but so, you, you are much more righteous. You are doing oh, it out of man, a love man, for that individual. I am, I'm self righteous. I'm so righteous. <laughs> <laughs> I do it myself. Um, so anyways, so we, we understood how in that one case we did it. We don't regret doing that, but we would not do that now. No, um, no. And the reason that we don't do it is because the way that we serve one another and the way that we serve at Redeemer is multifaceted, it's varied, and there are some things that we do that we would only want a committed member yeah. involved in who is walking with the Lord, but there might be other things where it's not as necessary to have a member in that role. So for example, if somebody is here and they're regular, 
mm-hmm. and they are not a member, but they're coming and they love Redeemer and they're positive. There are things that they can do if they say, hey, I'd like to serve. Yeah. We're encouraging them the whole time. Hey, come to a membership Absolutely, class. Absolutely, yeah. I want you to come to a membership class. Oh, you want to serve? Well, as a non-member, um, here's what you can do. We talk a yeah. lot about membership here, so this is not a surprise to them. No, no. And so they know, like, oh, well, you can work in the coffee bar. Yep. You can you work can, as a greeter at the door. Yeah, you can help out in uh, children's ministry as a helper, right. yeah, but not you, a teacher. That's right. So again, that is background checks. Yeah, we do the whole just thing like everybody, there. yep. So, um, so we have some limited roles for non-members who mm-hmm. want to serve, and we allow them to do, to do that. But for teaching... Uh, for heavy responsibility, you must be a member. And we view what is happening on stage, I yes. hate that word, but what is happening on stage um, as a leading out, right? We are leading the people of God to encounter Christ. And so we believe that everyone up there ought to be worshiping Christ. Uh, they ought to be pointing us to the one that they confess. Mm-hmm. And so we only allow members who are in good standing, walking yeah. with Jesus, to serve on one of those bands. And I think, uh, <clears throat> to answer your question, Christine... I thought, I didn't I just answer her question? No, you did, but oh. no, you kind of did a roundabout. Oh. Um, but one of the... Or to answer a section of your question, mm. uh, you said, uh, if it is exclusive, uh, and if so, does this make it an exclusive thing that requires a certain place of, quote, holiness before allowing them to be part of the church? So I think mm. that th- th- there's an issue here, or there's a, maybe a confusion in the way you're wording this. I think what we're not saying that the person themselves is somehow perfect and they're now allowed to be on, on the worship team. What we are saying though, is that they're first part of the church that that's, I think it's really important yes. that they're committed, that they're part of the body as Joe's been talking about. And when you say holiness, yeah, they're, they're, they're being set apart. They're committed to this, um, that God has gifted them in this regard and they want to serve God's people and lead them in worship. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it, they have to have Christ as Lord and the yep. church as their family. That's then, it. They, yeah. Then they can serve. So, yeah, it's not, is there a certain measure of holiness? Um, though, I would say that if a member wants to serve in that capacity and they are living an unrepentant life and they're, you know, getting drunk every weekend, we're not going to allow them to serve no, in that of course capacity. Not. We're going to be walking them through their sin issue and hoping that, helping to uh, help them really move beyond their struggle and into a life of godly faithfulness. So I, I think that um, I get why some people might feel that way, that, well, if you're not a why, well, I guess you must be super holy to be on the stage. Mm-hmm. No. No. You've got to know Jesus, and you've got to be committed to this church before you're going to serve in that role. That's how we view it. Last question. This is from uh, Burn. Burn notice. No, no, burn. It's B-E-R-N. Turn or burn. No, B-E-R-N. Oh, burn. burn. Like feel the burn. hey j&j and what's implied there is on first okay sure Uh, thanks for the podcast i've conditioned myself to listen through the banter wow very big of you thank you thank you burn thanks bernard Mm. Uh, i'd like to hear you guys cover the topic of dealing with regular attendees who refuse to become members of the church my situation is a church revitalization project in london uk keep serving the lord burn (sighs) all right burn Hey burn, listen, hey, man. Burn. I don't, I don't like that uh, that backhanded compliment uh, about the. That's the British way. Oh, stop it! You know how stop I feel it. about the Brits. Oh, don't get don't. off my lawn. We said to the first Brits, of all, get <laughs> off my lawn. You That's say the same said. thing about Canadians. No, they're not in our. They're in the. They're in our our backyard. backyard. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he's got some good stuff going on right now. That's not too bad. All right. So listen, um, thank you, Bernd, for the, for the question. That's it's actually, actually, it's, it's a, a great really question because question, there's man. a lot of people that struggle with this. And we love what you're doing. And man, London, that's some hard soil. Mm. We know that you, you've you got to love the Lord and you've got to love people to be out yeah. there serving that capacity. And yeah, hey, Bernd, hit me up, man, because I travel that way often. Yeah, Jimmy will buy you dinner. Actually, I would. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I would. Um, in fact, anybody listening, if Jimmy is ever around you, he will buy you dinner. Just hit him up. <laughs> it depends. Either JF at RedeemerFellowship.org. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, we love that you're doing revitalization too. That is hard work, man. Oh, yeah. That is way harder than planting. I think that's really hard. I agree. I All agree. Right. So people are resistant to membership for a lot of different reasons, right? Yeah. Um, what, are, what are some reasons that you've found that people are slow to join the church? Uh, they have an improper understanding or yeah improper or um unclear understanding of what of what membership is right they just don't know they don't know maybe a little misguided um some people view it as like a gym membership they're like well you know yeah what's the point yeah and you know i think actually uh, uh something pastor brian brought up once and i think he's right is our culture today is not about like clubs or memberships really anymore right like back in the day you joined the moose lodge or you joined some other society and you understood the value of membership but today people really don't understand that yeah, and if it is if there is any kind of membership it's very very tailored it's very unique it's a very subculture very unique like oh i'm a or member. very non-committal like i'm oh, part yeah. i'm part of the facebook scene or right. i'm part of whatever. any club that you opt in of you can opt out of immediately that's it and that's right. the part yeah, people yeah, don't that's understand right. what the the what a level of commitment entails right and a lot of them don't understand membership because it's just like if even if they're christian they've been christian for a while they, their yeah, what's the didn't point? do it. Yeah, well, yeah. or I've been a Christian for so long. Are you telling me I'm not really a member? I've been going here since the beginning. Right, and that's and that's what a lot of people want to know. Like, well, I'm here. Mm-hmm. What difference is it going to make if I'm a member? Yeah. I hear you're preaching. I'm in a small group. Yeah, I tithe. I, I have friends. I'm tithing. Like, what's the difference if I join or if I don't join? So we understand that. And even here at Redeemer, what we have found is that people, most people, not all, but most people are slow to join. Yeah, I agree. And... We have people that love the church and they have every intention of joining. And it still takes them a year to get their paperwork in. Yeah. Steve McCoy. Okay, no, it only took Steve a couple months. Steve McCoy. But, you know, it took other people, like the Mons. Oh, don't call them out. They listen. I would never call Jennifer Mon and Gary Mon. Stop it. Stop it. They listen. Steve at least doesn't listen. So no, Steve doesn't listen. Steve don't listen. (laughs) The Mons are are like two of my favorite people and um, awesome Christians. After me. No, way before you. And uh, but they they were just people just are slow to get in. It's paperwork. It's something to do. Yeah. Like, uh. um, so before we go on, why don't we just talk a little bit about how membership works here? How does All somebody right. become a member at Redeemer? What's the first thing they got to do? Well, first thing they have to do is go to the membership orientation class. All right. So it's like, it's a membership class. We call it orientation because yeah. it's not just for membership. If you want to be a member, you got to take the class. But um, if you just want to learn about Redeemer, get oriented. Four hours. Get oriented, yeah. Yep. Four, and then uh, you get to learn all about Redeemer, what we're all about, what we yep. do. Mission, vision, yep. Yeah, covered Reformed theology. We cover all that stuff. Yep. So church discipline, we cover everything. Mm-hmm. So you got to do that. Second thing they got to do, do you know what it is? Do you remember? Uh, fill out the paperwork and turn it in. All right. So the questionnaire, there's like 30 questions. Yep. Got to fill it out. Uh, testimony uh, kind of on Got to write like, you know, how you came to Christ or, you know. You got to um, articulate the gospel. Got to articulate the gospel. Yep. Got to do all that stuff. All that. Turn that in. Then what's the next step? A uh, elder interview with That's Pat. Right. Pastor Pat will do the interview. I think we did it with you. Oh, yeah. I used to do some of them. <laughs> you uh, used to not anymore? Yeah, I don't do that anymore. So um, I teach the class, though. I teach every class. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't do the interviews. Pat Maybe I did it with Pat. I don't know what this. So Pat uh, will do the interview, and that interview basically is to answer any final questions that they might have, or to clarify anything that mm-hmm. might have been unclear on the paperwork. Yep. Then the elders discuss. Yep. Make sure we're all on the same page. Yep. And then at the next members' meeting, we recommend these people to the congregation that we have interviewed, and the church then votes by affirmation. Yep. And ninety nine point nine percent. You know what? It's we've almost never had anyone object to bringing in a member. I yeah, don't there, almost never. One time, only one time. One time, one person did say no to on Steve the ath- McCoy. Steve, it was Steve McCoy. Yeah. Yeah. Steve no, McCoy. It, it wasn't Steve that said no. No, no, it was someone saying no to Steve. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> and they even go, uh, no, hold on, I'm saying no to Steve. Uh, yes to Molly. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Of course, <laughs> of course, we all understood that. <laughs> Yeah, but Thanks, he, he still got in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's how you know you're loved. <laughs> if somebody at your church can bust your chops while you're getting voted in, you're loved. Yep, that's you really loved. Good. You loved. Okay, so there are some people, though, who uh, will not join the church. Yeah. Different reasons for that. Sometimes they just don't like, they just can't get past the idea of church membership. They don't find it to be biblical. Um, we've already covered this before. We're not going to get into that again. We'll link to our episode on membership in the show yep, notes. Yep, that's good. But um, there definitely are uh, people that won't join. We have people here who have a such a disagreement with us on baptism that they're not going to join. Yeah. And they've been here for years. Yeah. They we're love okay us. with that. We love them. Yeah. They love us. So they're not members, but... They're plugged but in. But there's no issues, no, no problems, no nothing. But there is still a difference, though. And and the difference is... Now, what's the difference, Joe? How, how, are they, how are they less holy than us? Well, they're not less holy. Mm. They just don't get the perks. Oh, what are the... Oh, oh, they don't the, get the oh, members' benefits. Oh, what are the member benefits of Redeemer Fellowship? I want to hear this one. Okay, so in all honesty, mm-hmm. as elders, mm-hmm. we have made a covenant commitment to serve our members. Yeah, in very specific ways. And so our members are going to get priority in our care mm-hmm. versus those who are here and are not members by virtue they, they, of the covenant. So if you're thinking they, of like an airline, they're bo- our members are boarding group one. No, it's above that. It's premier access. No, I class. get premier access. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's above that. No, premier access is boarding group two. No. Continue. No. What, what's, what's boarding one? First class. Oh, yeah, so we're first class, <laughs> we're, but we're at the front of the line of first yes. class, is what I'm yep. saying. I've never been in first class, so I don't know. Oh, it's fun. I've seen first class because I've seen Jimmy sit down in first class <laughs> while I go all the way to the back of steerage and sit down. That's how I've seen first class. It makes class. me so happy. Oh, bye, bye, Jimmy. <laughs> bye. Have fun. Was oh, that a Sunday? What are you eating over there? Bye, Felicia. Yeah, that's what I get. It's awesome. <laughs> um, so what were we talking about? Uh, member oh, benefits, yeah. yeah. So the, the benefits are, number one, um, we are committed to you yeah. by oath. We're saying like you are a member. Yep. Uh, we are going to hold each other accountable. Yep. Um, and you are you are just much more likely to be contacted by us for no other reason than to say, "Hey, how you doing? Yeah. What's going on?" Because we have to commit ourselves to the membership. Mm-hmm. Now, I and doubt- we regularly pray for our members. Yes. Yes. So there's there's just there's more of an investment on the part of the elders in those people who are members. It doesn't mean that we neglect people who aren't members. We're actively praying for them mm-hmm. and serving them as well. But mm-hmm. when it comes to priority, we have to give it to those people that have covenanted with us. And then that's just a general way that in which it's And right if you're a member, you could come under church discipline. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's a benefit. Yeah, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, you know what you're missing in your life right now? <laughs> Some church discipline. <laughs> <laughs> but But hold on, though. 
you know, I say it jokingly, you know, I, yeah. I understand that, but the reality of it though, is there's such a love there in that. And we, yeah. we kind of discussed that before mm-hmm. and I've shared that I've, I've heard from other members that have gone through the discipline process of their appreciation for the elders and how much the elders loved them, yeah. cared for them to walk them through the, 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 the discipline process. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, um, there, there, there are, I think there are some benefits, but in general, how do you deal with people who don't want to become members of the church? My advice would be, be patient. Yeah, don't force them. Be patient. You can't do it, right? So say, hey, this is really important. We would love for you to join. Here's how it works. If you find that they have a theological objection, ultimately, you're going to have to let it go. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then move on. And who knows what will happen in time? Oh, yeah. The people who are not members here, whether that's been for a long period of time or a short period of time, they know that we love them. We know yep. that they love us. We're all good. Oh, it's yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but uh, we are constantly calling for people to join, to go through the process, and um, and hopefully they see that, that, that we love them and, and we really want to serve them in, at, at, at as high of a level as possible. So I would say, you know, be patient, um, continue to teach, continue to call for it, and let the Lord just work. If you're preaching the Word, um, if you're taking good care of the flock, I think people are going to see the value of it, and ultimately they're going to want to join. But... Yeah, you gotta have to be patient, especially with something like this. It's so weird today. Yeah, membership. Because what are the examples that we have of membership? Gym membership, in and out. Yeah, country club membership. Who wants to be a part and of sometimes, that? And uh, sometimes church membership gone wrong. Yeah, they've abusive been leadership. Yep, they've been burned, man. Yeah, Bad. burn feels the burn. Uh, hey, burn. <laughs> How's that burn? I mean, seriously, we've got authoritarian yep. churches that have shunned people. Yes. Um, kicked people out of their churches for like inappropriate reasons. Um, there's lots of things that have happened that um, give people pause before they join a church. So we get that. Be patient. Just be patient with people. It's not a problem. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I don't really at care. Doc and Devo or on Facebook Especially slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on the website, drdevotion.com. They can contact English. us. You can sign up I'm for the email blast or hit up the store and sign up for the 2018 Doctrine hey, and Devotion Conference on the Spirit and the Church. That's going to be a good conference. I'm going. Oh. <laughs> You're speaking. Yeah, but I'm not getting paid, so I feel like I'm gone. Oh, stop it. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday blog. <laughs> Usually I get paid to speak at a conference. Not at our own. Not at our own conference. Of course not. It's like a go. No, stop it. We we have a budget. We're paying. I know. Okay. Well, we, and what am I going to? Yeah. You're, Do I even get a t-shirt? No. See, I don't even get a Fresh t-shirt. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday t-shirt. blog posts on Wednesday's video content the during the week. I don't know what I'm doing. Later. Feel the burn.